0: Welcome to the Health Leaders Podcast, the place for peer-sourced and solution-focused insights for healthcare executives, airing every Tuesday. I'm Melanie Blackman, the Strategy Editor for Health Leaders. My guest for today's episode is Carol Levin, Executive Vice President, Chief of Staff, and Chief Integration Officer for Advocate Health, the combined health system of Advocate Aurora Health and Atrium Health. During our conversation, Carol shares her career journey from nurse to executive leader, the power of teamwork, and the integration work being done this next year to bring the two health systems together. So without further ado, please enjoy our conversation. Carol, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Melanie,
1: I'm delighted to join you. Thank you.
0: So to start us off, I was wondering if you could share a bit about your personal background as well as your professional background.
1: Sure, I'd be happy to. I think I'll start this way. You know, in many cases, people pursue careers in something they're familiar with. And when I went to college, most women pursued either teaching or nursing. And only in the past few decades, really, would you see the potential that you could really have by dreaming big if you wanted to be a working woman. So for me, I always wanted to be a nurse, because I had an aunt at the time who was a missionary nurse in Haiti, and healthcare was just in my blood. Being from rural South Dakota, I moved away for college, and upon becoming a nurse, my dream job was to work at the time in an open-heart surgery unit. So when I graduated, I went to Denver as a med-surg nurse, and then within a year, I was working in all the critical care units, including cardiac surgery. So that was a lot of fun for me. Every day I took care of really sick patients with multiple diseases and I loved it. But after a while, and I remember the day and the patient I was with when this thought crossed my mind, you know, I want to make a difference on the front side. This is such important work, but what if I could make a difference on the side before the disease starts or managing, you know, chronic illnesses? So it was at that point when I decided to become a nurse practitioner, and I went back to get my master's at the University of Washington. Then when I was working as a nurse practitioner, I still love the acute care side, and I always kept my hand in a little bit, and the hospital I was at asked me to work part-time as a night nursing supervisor. And I realized then that there was something pretty special about the business side of healthcare too, because you could impact so many in such a short time. I decided to pursue a second master's in health services administration at the University of Michigan. Then uh, we moved to North Carolina and I took a break to spend time with my three children and later began working for one of the local hospitals doing special projects for the CEO part-time because I I thought I just have to get back into work part-time. But it didn't take long and that part-time went to full-time and the full-time went to full-speed And I achieved my first executive role at that hospital as a vice president for strategy and market development. And that was an important moment because that hospital was acquired by the system that eventually became Atrium Health. Now that was a while back, it was in 2007, but I've been here with this system ever since. And now we're Advocate Health after our closing in December to combine Atrium Health in the Southeast and Advocate Aurora Health in the Midwest and we're the fifth largest not-for-profit health system in the country. And Melanie, I've been given such tremendous opportunities to grow professionally, you know, to lead great teams and be part of great teams. For example, at Atrium, I was the president of our internal consulting group, and that was really fun. And I later became the chief strategy officer with responsibilities for strategy and marketing communications. And also at that time, the opportunity to launch several new system teams like Lean, Data Analytics, Innovation. And now, it's my favorite job of all, to be in the role of Executive Vice President, Chief of Staff, and Chief Integration Officer for Advocate Health.
0: That's such a wonderful journey. And I love that you followed your passion of nursing and then from there became an executive I'd love to hear how your leadership style has evolved from, you know, working as a nurse and nurse practitioner to then working in an executive roles. And how does your nursing background kind of help define your current leadership
1: style as well? Being on the clinical side and being a, a nurse delivering care, you never forget that. I always say my favorite people to work with are doctors because it's just the nurse in me, you know, and I'm just fascinated by the clinical side. And I'm sure I could, but it's hard to imagine doing the work that I do without having that firsthand knowledge and the experience on the clinical side. But what really brought me to this point, like I said, is that the hospital system that I was at was acquired by what is now Atrium Health. And that was in 2007. And so if you call it fate or if you call it something else, it certainly turned out to be a move that really totally defined my career. And I couldn't be more excited than to be in the position that I am today. And one thing that I'd like to say is, you know, I have a lot of people say to me, you've never really left that organization. Well, you know, I did if you go way back in my career. But a lot of people think that you have to change organizations to grow and develop as a leader, and that's just not my experience. Because in many ways, I feel like I have changed organizations. The legacy Atrium Health changed so much over the years, and now Advocate Health is poised for you know just limitless opportunities. And you know, throughout these changes, it's it's been my goal you know, to always run to change and not away from it. And you know, with that in mind i've just always continually been challenged with new opportunities that continue to stretch me regarding leadership and role models i just feel like i've had the privilege of learning from the best and right now you know the the privilege to work with gene woods and jim Skogsberg, our advocate health ceos is you know once in a lifetime opportunity because yes i'm a little biased but it's true i mean these are two great healthcare leaders that now are running Advocate Health. So the impact on my leadership style of all these experiences within the same organization has been first and foremost, uh, the thing over the years that's been very consistent about all these organizations is it's all about the team. And I've learned that being a good team leader requires that i be a good team member, a great team member as well. Working on the integration side, we we have these guiding principles we always use when we start an integration that we that we carry through with us. And one of them we picked up along the way is to always assume virtuous intent. And, you know, I've taken that home with me too, saying, hey, you know, think about what people are intending to do. And it's good. So just have that as a filter. Whether you're a team leader or whether you're a team member, you know, that simple principle has really shaped my thinking and my actions. The, the second thing I think that I would say is that leadership is about influence. And, you know, it's really easy to in, or easier, I should say, to influence through hierarchy when you are working with your direct reports or your team. But I've come to believe that leadership is at the next level when a leader can influence without a reporting relationship. And third, I think I would say that, you know, I just I love the differences in people. And my goal is to always to get to know someone first understanding where they're coming from, how they work, how they value, what they value, how they communicate, really does make a big difference in how you're working with people. So all of that was going on at work. But then on the personal side, a couple of things have really shaped my leadership style over the years and helped it evolve as well. And uh, one of them is being a parent and one of them is receiving a cancer diagnosis. In, in 2004, it's a little story, but in 2004, I was driving home and I tucked my hair behind my ear and I felt a hard lump behind my ear about the size of a pea. And so fast forward a few weeks later, I was given antibiotics and steroids because we all thought it just had to be from some infection. It was probably a lymph node from some infection. Well, it was a lymph node, all right, but it was enlarged because I had stage three malignant melanoma. And melanoma is the worst kind of skin cancer you can get, and it had spread to my lymph nodes. So for the next 15 months, I had everything, including surgery, a year of interferon, which is immunotherapy, but it has the same effects as chemotherapy. And really, Melanie, doing everything humanly possible to take care of myself and my kids, because I just didn't know what the future held. And what I realized then and it's shaped my leadership now in healthcare is when you work in healthcare it's different and you have to take care of your own. You know, I was flooded with support and people believing sometimes more than I did that I could get through it. And I learned more deeply than ever before that really caring about the people you work with and showing it authentically is super important. And then finally I think I'll, I'll mention parenting because I've got three grown kids now and They started teaching me from the day I became a mom. I think most of his parents would say that. But I've always believed that the lessons I learned at home helped me at work, and the lessons I learned at work helped me at home. And here's a really quick story for you, Melanie. One year in my Christmas stocking, deep in the toe of my Christmas stocking, was this sort of tacky-looking Domino's magnet from my kids, and it said, we're only as good as our last pizza. And it was a prank they played because they know that I believe that for right or wrong, we're often perceived to be as good as the last thing we did. And so that was a parenting moment that reinforced my belief. Um, And it's, again, it's helped shape my leadership style. And the last thing I'll say is, I've been asked before if I had a big break. And we probably all have breaks at one time, but I would say I did have a big break. And it was the day that Northeast Medical Center in Concord, North Carolina became part of what is now and what was Atrium Health and is now Advocate Health because that started this whole career pathway for me that's really been incredible. Wow, I definitely can feel
0: your growth mindset. And I love how you talked about, you know, there's so many learning opportunities when it comes to leadership, whether it's, you know, at work itself, or in your personal life, or through challenges that you may go through. So that's just really amazing. Thank you so much for, for sharing those stories with me. Absolutely you know, looking forward, I can't believe we're already in 2023. I'm sure I'll be saying that all year. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What will be your top areas of focus this year as Chief Integration
1: Officer and System Chief of Staff? Well, it's going to be a great year, Melanie, and uh, I'm super excited over this year. I get excited over every year, but this one's really special because, when you do a deal and then you bring organizations together, that first year of integration is when it all starts. And it's it's the real you know, great opportunities for the teams becoming one, for them settling in. And they're all sort of unified around finding value and doing things together that we could not do on our own. So 2023 is off to a great start. But let me set a little context. So I remember the moment when Gene Woods asked me to be the chief integration officer for what was then Atrium Health. And keep in mind that Gene is pretty convincing. And he said to me something like, you know, you're going to love this role because it combines all the things that you love, strategy, operations, and people. And he was right, of course, because it does bring those things together. And how often do you get to do amazing work like that? When you work to unite large numbers of highly intelligent, highly successful people behind doing something that may be different than the way they did it before, it's not always easy, but I can tell you, it's always possible. And I see it at work every day. For example, uh, one of the things this year and for several years that we'll be very focused on is the six pledges that we announced when we were announcing last May, in 2022, that we were coming together to form one organization. And those six pledges that we announced were advancing health equity, improving affordability, building a next-generation workforce, elevating clinical preeminence and safety, accelerating learning and discovery, and leading environmental sustainability. And those may all sound like common things that everybody's working on, and we all should be working on those. But we, we really did drilled down deep into those and came up with specific goals and things that we wanted to do within each area. And what I've realized now is, while that may be a little different twist and approach to integration, it's definitely part of the integration work. And it's a huge focus for Advocate Health in 2023. So now in the midst of all we're doing to integrate, you know, and find the synergies, find the savings. And I always say, you know, synergy is not just about cuts and cost efficiency, it's about growth and revenue as well. It's about all sorts of value, you know, some that you can measure and some that you can't, but you're better together than what you were before. The other thing when when we look at, you know, are we successful with integration is a pretty simple measure of asking ourselves is constantly this question of are our communities better off because of us coming together, because of our combination? And we got to answer yes to that. So that's the reason for the pledges. That's the reason for all the work. That's the reason for making the organization continually stronger and stronger and finding things that we can only do because we're together.
0: That all sounds like such great work. And I'm really excited to see how the the system integrates over the next year. That's really exciting
1: stuff. It, it's going to be a lot of fun. It already is. Oh, I love that.
0: You know, we, we talked a lot about your Journey in healthcare. And I'd love to end the episode with some advice. What advice do you have for women and others who aspire to work in healthcare and and be
1: healthcare leaders? Let me start by saying being a woman in healthcare doesn't define me professionally, but being a leader in healthcare does. Because I do have some advice that I'd love to share to women and others who aspire to be healthcare leaders. First of all, prove yourself every day because there really are no freebies on the way up the ladder. Secondly, build strong relationships and network and network and network some more because you just never know when you're going to need that contact or that relationship on something that you're working on. Another thing that comes to mind for those of us in healthcare is to stay humbled by the work that we do. This is really special work that we get to do every day. And we all take our own health for granted until we don't have it. And we're serving people who are in in that position every single day. A few other things, embrace differences, add unique value because you are an individual that is only uniquely you. So you can add different and unique value in a room. So figure out what that is and add it. And doing that means that you really know yourself you know, your strengths and your opportunities and things that you need to work on. So lead in a way that's natural for you with that. Genuinely care for your team and your teammates. And I think the last thing I would say, Melanie, is never, ever stop learning and loving change.
0: That is Absolutely wonderful advice. Thank you so much for sharing.
1: And Carol,
0: thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me on the podcast and sharing your expertise. I really appreciate it.
1: It was my privilege. Thank you, Melanie.
0: And thank you for listening to the Health Leaders Podcast. We'll be back next Tuesday with more healthcare industry insights.